Welcome to Sports Cash, a space to discuss sports and money. I'm your host, KD. And this is your host, Vlad, Mr. ESPN. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode, Season 2, Episode 2. We got a special guest with you guys today, um, an avid listener of ours, a very good friend of ours. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Yes, sir. Yo, what's going on, everybody? For those of you that don't know, my name is Eddie, a.k.a. Dub. Um, man, you know, the moment my boys hit me up and said, join the show, it wasn't even a question. All I asked was, what time, man? And I'm there, so let's do it. So, facts, we are on site. We are in the crib right now. So, uh, first of all, thank you for having us here, hosting us here. It's becoming something uh, like of a ritual for us to be on site uh, somewhere. Last time it was at my cousin's crib, now it's here, so I know it's going to be fun. And we got a lot to dig into, so let's go ahead and get started. Absolutely. So it was only right. Um, I know you guys know I'm the hoop head on the show, but we had to bring him as far as the football head. Um, this is somebody that has a lot of knowledge on football. I'll brag on, I'll brag on him a little bit. Back in the day, he used to have me test him on his football knowledge. He would say, pick any team. Tell me every per- <laughs> Tell me every team in edit." On every division, then he said, "Pull out the death chart." And what? I'll just tell you the person who's the third and fourth string. Yeah, oh, I can't really. believe. <laughs> I can't believe this dude remembers that. Today. Yes, and then we'll go get the new matter. <laughs> Yo, don't be telling my secrets, bro. <laughs> so, so if y'all know me, I'm the hoop head. But if y'all want to talk football, this is this is the person. What in the world? When was the? Okay, no, hold on. Y'all got to take me back because I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, this so, some cop stuff right here. So back in the day when we used to have more time on our hands and before the internet became the internet, now um, we used to test you know his knowledge of football. So on Mondays before Monday Night Football, he used to call me and be like, "Yo." Go on NFL.com, right? <laughs> and he was like, pick any division, and I'll tell you each team in each division. Then you take a step forward, he was like, all right, pull up the depth chart. Wow. And I'll be like, all right, who's the left tackle on the Raiders? What in who's the, the right world? tackle? Who's the safety? Boom. Then I'll switch teams. Let's go to the Falcons. <laughs> who's the linebacker? Boom. But who's backing up that starter? Boom. What in the... Okay, yeah, so, so, so I got to ask, though, <laughs> Why? <laughs> It's, it's, it's a lovely game. Yo, there's, I mean, man, look, man, I, I could never play it. For those of you that don't know, I'm about uh, barely over five feet, you know, about a buck fifty, you know, but like, hey, man, but I always had a big passion and love for the game, man. For, for those of you that don't know, I mean, look, my guys, they were even at my wedding. They saw football all over it. You know, that's just, that's all I really care for, man. And that's what I like to do, man. So, don't be telling my secrets like that, though, bro. That's kind of you. We ain't even discussed that before the show started, man. <laughs> yeah, he sprung that one on. That's <laughs> for you guys. Like you guys know. Wow. You got to be ESPN himself if you really want to. That's facts when it comes to NFL. But, yeah. um, let's go ahead and dig, dig in. This episode, we're just going to do a recap of our picks, just like the NFL does their picks of season awards. But before we get started, we're just going to do a quick shout out. Shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who won the Super Bowl. Um, Tom Brady having seven rings now. So I'll tell you right up on money on Tom Brady. I heard a lot of people done cashed in. But um, it is what it is at the end of the day. So let's go ahead and dive in. So our first season pick, MVP. Um, we'll let the guests go. Who Who's your season MVP this year? Man, my season MVP, I think they got it right, bro. 
Aaron, the bad man Rodgers, man. I mean, you ever seen a quarterback that just doesn't mess up? <laughs> like, no matter what your team is looking like, if you have him, you have a chance. Facts. So, you know, I, to me, it's it was a no-brainer. They got that one. I do agree. Um, although I would say, you know, I would I would say there's another Aaron <laughs> out in L.A. that would have, if I had a vote, it probably would have made it a little bit more difficult for me. But it's safe to say Aaron Rodgers is the baddest man to throw the football this past season. Okay. This past ever. I think we all agree. Um, Aaron Rodgers is also my MVP. Um, just a quick thing. 42. Well, actually 4,300 yards throwing. Um, only five interceptions. And I believe he has a completion rate of one. No, QBR 121.5 and 48 touchdowns. So I think it's well deserved that um, Aaron Rodgers is our MVP for the 2020-21 season. Now... Let's go to Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I think that one is a unanimous vote again. I have Aaron Donald for Defensive Player of the Year out in L.A. for the L.A. Rams. What do you guys think? It's no question. I mean, the Aarons really showed out this year. Um, I won. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going with Aaron <laughs> Donald. What do you think, though? Yo, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I picked Aaron Donald, too. However, I did look out in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had this guy named T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. Um, his stats actually across the board, most of his stats were better than Aaron Donald's. Sacks, tackles, forced fumbles, all that. But, you know, I still ended up picking with Aaron Donald because if I'm a coach and I know I'm playing the Rams, I may not sleep, you know. <laughs> You're probably not going to sleep. I mean, because there's only – there's. I mean, of course, they also have Jalen Ramsey, but the amount of attention you got to put on Aaron Donald – Makes you just like, ah, oh, forget about it, man. He's the guy. He's the guy. Put, put all your offensive tackles on that guy's side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might have to triple team on. But Aaron Donald finished the year with 45 tackles, 18 assist tackles, and 13 and a half sacks. So almost a sack per game. Close. Real close. So, again, another well-deserved um, award for the defensive player. And I think it's three times it. Right now, right? Three times? Three times I believe, yeah, I believe three times, man. I'm also Mr. 99 Club on Madden for the third year. Man, don't I, lie. And it's crazy because they brought out the cameras just to show you what he would look like in Madden as well. You know, them clear cameras the that AK they were cameras. using? Yeah. yeah, they just wanted to show you what he would look like in Madden. Only for him, though. And then they, him first and then everybody else. I mean, you ever just see a player that is so impactful on every single play that's not a quarterback? I mean, whether he's a part of the tackle or not, you know he freed it up for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just, it's just too much to handle, man. I've never seen a player like that, man. Well, actually, I have. I mean, he reminds me of when Khalil Mack really started playing, like, Khalil Mack. Yeah. It just wasn't, Khalil Mack was more more power. He wasn't twinkle toes like Aaron Donald is. But, I mean, he is, of course, Aaron Donald. He's something new that we haven't ever seen before. But as far as the impact from a non-quarterback player, Khalil Mack definitely had that. I think Aaron Donald just has better moves. Oh, of course. Khalil Mack has more power. I've seen Khalil. I mean, we've seen Khalil Mack in person. Which, I mean, power, there's nothing wrong with that. But Aaron has speed and and power. I also think Khalil plays on the outside. Mm-hmm. So you have more freedom, more room. Aaron Donald's in the dead middle. So yeah, I, I think that's the big that's difference. The big, that's the big difference. That's, so he's going against the 350, 400 guys and two of yeah. them 
at the same time. That's the big difference. I think I think the thing is Khalil, because of his position, you know, he might be he'll end up one on one more often than Aaron Donald will. Absolutely. You know, not to say people go one on one on Khalil Mack because it might be kinda stupid. But, you know, Aaron Donald is playing on the inside most of the time. So he gotta run into centers, guards, and then sometimes tackles. And then if he gets past them, there's probably a running back waiting for him as well. And for him to still to play defensive tackle and have had thirteen sacks, eighteen sacks, that's unheard of. That doesn't happen, you know. Some of our best defensive tackles, Warren Sapp, you know, was not getting double digit sacks on a yearly basis like that. And he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> and he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know? this is his third year in a row having double digits. Exactly. He's just something new. I know we talked about this before, and I actually never figured out. But there is somebody, and I want to say it was Aaron Donald, that trains with knives. I'm telling you, we got to find the video. He trains with knives, for real. I, I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some crazy workout videos, but not that. <laughs> but um, let's go ahead. Rookie of the year. Um, who do we have for rookie of the year this year? There's some good rookies that came out th- um, this past draft. So, who do you guys are thinking is deserving of rookie of the year this year? See, I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and d- defer to the Dub because though there was only one rookie I was paying attention to, so I definitely go ahead, Dub. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the league got it right because it's hard to ignore the quarterback. Justin Herbert came in from Oregon and. You know, for the most part, people wasn't too sure if he was NFL ready because Oregon never really, um, they don't put quarterbacks under center and stuff like that. So for him to come in and absolutely just set records like as quickly and easily as he did. I mean, of course, people expected Joe Burrow to do all of that, but, you know, he went down to injury. So I think they had it right. However, I had a soft spot for another LSU boy, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, okay, who came in in Minnesota. I mean, dude, dude went actually, he went kind of crazy. I mean, he, he low-key made people forget Randy Moss used to play for this team. So, well, well not completely Stephon forget, Davis. but at least rookie. So you're going to forget that Stephon Davis used to play for Minnesota too? Uh, yeah. Justin Jefferson is doing as a rookie. Yeah. Uh, Diggs does not do, did not do that as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, I look, I jumped straight to Randy Moss for a reason, bro. Yep. Randy jumped straight to Randy Moss (laughs) to say that like about Justin Jefferson when they asked him about it so it's pretty special what he did this season but Herbert was really on fire out there but I also believe Herbert benefited from just I mean he played for the Chargers right so they're gonna gun it yeah they're gonna gun it I'm gonna put you on the spot who's the running back for the Chargers I mean, I do know the answer, but yeah. <laughs> it, it, answer. Austin Eckler. However, uh, <laughs> Austin Eckler. You see? <laughs> I uh, wouldn't know that because I'm not watching. Is he good? He's he's decent. He's good. I mean, he just signed a pretty big contract before he's the season I mean, started. Once they lost Melvin, mm-hmm. we knew the, the rush attack was going to be different. So then, you know, they have to throw the ball. Well, yeah, he got hurt. But, I mean, you know, the thing, what I had to give him props with is that, one, he wasn't really, they didn't have plans to start him. It was supposed to be Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod got hurt, and Herbert just—I mean, I don't even think Tyrod's going to be on the on, on the roster next year with the way Herbert played. So I mean, I got to give it to my guy, man. I mean, he he did well, but like I said, I, I you know I think they did well because you know quarterbacks are usually going to get the get the love in the league, but if they gave it to Justin, I would have been cool too, <laughs> you know, because Justin went off, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my rookie of the year is actually different. Um. I have, of course, my OSU man, 
Mr. Chase Young. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Outside of uh, the Washington <laughs> football team. I got Chase Young. You did not just say the Washington football team. I mean, that's their name now. It's I just Washington football yeah, team. They, they get no respect from me until they You get added the the from Ohio yeah, State. You know, of course, you know, you got to emphasize it. Well, the Ohio State, that's, that's how you call them. Can we debate real quick? How... I don't. I mean, I know OSU. That's that's what you bleed that. But Chase Young had a a good rookie year. Like he had seven sacks, I believe. I don't really find that to be amazing. Of course, he was he played well. He did more things than just get those seven sacks. But twenty four total tackles. But rookie of the year, Vlad. Mm. Like he got defensive rookie of the year, so that's good enough. Yeah. So I mean, He's but my rookie of the year. I mean, I just Over Herbert, you can't you can't say and, an overall. If there was an overall, I don't think this doesn't have anything to do with hey. him though. Hey, 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 my man, as much that, you can't lie that that front four Chase, of Washington yeah. was putting in work this year. But do you do you see what their front four is though? I, I know what that front. You know that you know their whole box is first round picks. I do so know. that means you cannot put and, too much emphasis on any one player. I understand. <laughs> At the same time for him for what he did, and that's that's more of a case for him. He didn't. He wasn't on their what bombs. He was on their what other first rounders, and he still performed at a high level. I can I can see where you're coming from. With and that. they made the play. I can't. <laughs> so I got Chase Young at 44 total tackles, 32 solos, 12 assists, seven and a half sacks, and four forced fumbles. Okay. So do you do you care to re- read out the rookie records that Herbert just broke? Mm. Do you care to read out but, but his, his, the his, records that Rent that Randy want, Moss? Okay. So you want him my bias? Why? Because he didn't win Heisman in college, they cheated him. Ah. Uh. Again, Joe, I mean, do you want to read out the records? Joe and Burrow will, did and, that year. And okay. he will be a future defensive player of the year after Aaron Donald in this league. All right. That, and now, I mean, if you're talking for future, that's another conversation. So, but if we're going to go by what actually just happened this past season, yes, he can have defensive rookie of the year. So are we but not gonna say, if there was an overall, no wait. But his, <laughs> are we not going to say Justin Hubert's numbers are a little skewed because they allowed him the green light to throw? It doesn't matter. He still had to go out and get the stats. We're not going to do that. You're a quarterback. You play the hardest position, bro. But for most rookies, the type of green light he had, that's what most rookies don't get. That's not – throw that out. That's not even a part of the argument, bro. We talking about – because, okay, he got the green light. Did Chase Young sit all of a sudden? I don't – what are you – that doesn't help your argument. Okay. Chase Young, I believe, will be good. Will be great, possibly. But if we are going to go by exactly what just happened, Herbert wasn't even supposed to start, bro. He just came in. They just threw him in fire because Tyrod got hurt. And he he, he broke records. 4,336 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That's a pro bowler. <laughs> As a rook. That's a pro bowler. That is that is a pro bowler, dude. 31 to 10? We talking Aaron, Aaron-ish. Yep. <laughs> You know, I mean, and and you can say, okay, yes, he had the green light. That's a reason, but that's not justification. But you got to perform. Yeah, you still got to throw the touchdowns, and he did. And we just went through that. We don't even, you know, regular fan. You could call myself a casual of the NFL, unless it has to do with Kendall Vildor. But (laughs) you know, I'm pretty much casual when it comes to the NFL. So I didn't know. I don't know anything about the Chargers. Nothing besides Herbert. Well, I mean, we don't get to watch him that much on the East Coast. So, I can understand that, but... So, who, who was he throwing to? 
No, he has some good weapons. He has Keenan Allen. He got Hunter Henry. You know, he got Mike Williams and these kind of guys. Look at you rattling off these names. I don't know these guys. <laughs> Keenan Allen is a true. Keenan, Keenan Allen is I promise really you, if I'm in an elevator with these guys, I would not know who they are. I'll say, wow, you. you're pretty tall. You played some kind of sport. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't really know these guys like that until it's time for a family to go up against them. I really don't know. I mean, I did think, you know, coming into the to the league, you know, between him, Tua, and, and Joe Burrow, that I, I felt like he had, you know, the best weaponry already um, going to his team. But still, at the end of the day, you got to perform. You know, you got to make it happen at all times. So, you know, for him to come in as a rookie and go over 4,000, 31 to 10 ratio, dude, come on, man. You you got somebody for the next 12, 15 years, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like. I agree. But I still got. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you agree. Yeah. You agree. I agree. But. <laughs> but he's still. Hey, that's Ohio State, man. So, you know, shout out to them Buckeyes, bro. We, we breathe NFL talent. I'm just saying. We, Cunha. <laughs> well, we just move on. Offensive player of the year. I think there's a few guys that can get this award. Um, but. Who do you guys have for offensive player of the year? Again, Dub, go ahead. Man, you know what? Honestly, I think I think I kind of threw most people with my pick because most people would go Aaron Rodgers, you know, Patty Mahomes, even Derrick Henry. But I'm gonna go with Steph Diggs. The reason why I went with Stephon Diggs, he literally changed Buffalo football. Great. Um, you know, last year Jonathan Allen was starting to look like. He may or may not be the answer. We're just going to be a little patient with him. You know, look, if you're a coach or something, you're probably like, okay, Jonathan, I mean, you know, Jonathan Allen is. Talking about QB? Yeah. Oh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Sorry, my fault. Um, Josh Allen, he's, he's good, but, you know, he may not be great. And Steph Diggs came to this team, they playoff team. Josh Allen looks more elite, if anything, now. Steph Diggs. Led the league in receiving yards and catches. I mean, he he literally came in just and went straight to work. And he's coming from Minnesota where he had a little, you know, a little problems here and there. And, you know, obviously the ball usually went to Adam Thielen. And, you know, to come to Buffalo and pretty much kind of re-remind everybody that, yo, I am that guy. guy, (laughs) Believe it or not. So, yeah, that's my offensive player of the year, man. That's a really That's good a pick. Good I'm, yep. I'm looking at his stats now: 127 receptions, 1,535 yards, and eight touchdowns. Yeah, he so and you know what? Very, very past that, past all the stats and everything, he made Josh feel comfortable. Yes. And as a veteran wide receiver, anything you can do to be a release valve. A lot of the times you see with young quarterbacks is their tight end. Because you know he's sitting down in the zone, you can throw it to him at any time. But for a wide receiver to have that connection, that really unlocked Josh. And I'm really interested to see how they do because it's kind of been the same old story the past few years. You know, they've been building up, building up, and now it's time for them to take that next step. So I'm interested to see. And you can lock in that duo for the next few years. I mean, to piggyback off of that, I don't know if y'all ever noticed any like post-game interviews between them they like love each other like (laughs) i mean they're like boys they act i mean you would think that they've known each other at least the last 10 years of their lives but Mm. you know guys that just ran into each other last offseason didn't even have a real offseason due to covid 
you know, they hit it off and they literally, I mean, Steph really made Josh Allen better. And, you know, they really seem like they have each other's back, man. I love it. So we might, we might see uh, the Bills for the next couple of years if that tandem stay together. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, come on, Dolphins. <laughs> Listen, don't mess it up. I have to say it. Every time you bring up anything near the Dolphins, I have to say it. Okay, mm-hmm. number three, Devontae. Yeah, number 18, Najee Smith, okay? <laughs> Don't mess it up. Uh, or Najee Harris, I saw. I'm sorry. Don't mess it up. Anyway, continue. Well, for my offensive player of the year, um, I have to go with Mr. 2K. Mr. Two Grand on the ground. Hmm. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. That's a bad man. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, stats speak for himself. 378 carries, 2,027 yards, and 17 touchdowns. But the biggest thing is 5.4 average per carry. So that's every two times, basically getting a first down. Yeah. So, um, in a league that's a throwing league right now, you know, not saying running backs are not being used, but running backs are used a little bit different now for him to have a 2,000 running year for the second time in a row is just, I mean, it's impressive. I mean, for the height and size that he is, I mean, shout out to that offensive lineman in Tennessee also, but... The rushing attack that Derrick Henry put on, you know, opposing defenses every week, week in, week out is just, you know, mind blowing. I think we haven't seen a rush attack like this since what LT, maybe AP, to some sort. So, um, offensive player for me, obviously, I'm going to have to go with Mr. Two K, the rushing leader, um, Derrick Henry. I tell you what, that's somebody who's glad that these kind of awards come out during the season because. He dropped an egg in the playoffs. They game plan and they executed to perfection. I mean, 18 attempts, 40 yards? Bro, did you show up at all? Uh, what happened there? Give me some insight on that, Dub. Man, I yo, they, they played Baltimore, correct? Correct. I don't know if y'all remember last year, Derrick Henry and the rest of that Titans squad went. Actually, even earlier this year, they played them again. They destroyed Baltimore mm-hmm. every time. And it was kind of just one of those vengeance calls. It was similar to Tampa and New Orleans. New Orleans destroyed Tampa both times in the regular season. And it, and you saw what happened in the playoffs, you know. So it, it just seemed like Baltimore came in and forced Tennessee to be one-dimensional. They they went straight for Mr. 2K. And I can't even really put all the blame on him because it's not like he didn't have the carries. It was just their game plan was... You know, if they could, they was putting 20 people in that box, man. And <laughs> Derrick Henry was not going to run that ball. So, you know, and they, and they, and you know, they played defense with their offense, too. They controlled the rock correctly with Lamar. So, you know, they made sure that De- Derrick Henry was not going to be an, a, a factor. But, you know, what I always did appreciate about Derrick Henry to, you know, to give you your, your point, Vlad, he seems to be one of those guys that get better as the season goes on. Like, I, like the last couple of years, he will have... By the halfway point, this man might have like 500 yards. And then he turns it on. And then at, by November, December, those two months, he's going to rack up like 1,600. Like, I mean, I'm being, I'm, I'm over-exaggerating, but yeah. he just goes crazy the, mo- the, the longer the season gets. So, I mean, I got to give it to Derrick Henry. This dude runs with a purpose, man. Absolutely. There is a correlation there. 
you know, as the season goes along, people get banged up. Yep. It gets colder, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It gets That's harder that. to throw the ball. Yeah. Right? So physical state. I don't know who says this, but big stays big <laughs> and, and small stays small. And so when it gets colder, those things are even more apparent. Derrick Henry's still going to be six foot uh, one million <laughs> and he's still going to be a truck. And you telling me in the dead of December, you trying to get a hand on Derrick Henry. <sighs> Man, it gets tough. So that makes sense. It makes sense why he gets better as time goes along. Yeah, and, and one more thing. I mean, this dude, don't forget where he came from, man. He won the Heisman for who? Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Probably with the most pro-ready program you can go to. So, you know. Decade, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, there's not. When when you get to the NFL, it's, it seems like there's minimal surprises when you've already played for Nick Saban. So. <laughs> Mark Ingram, Dick Henry, Najee coming out this year. I mean, you're kind of right. I mean, every running back that's went through that system has been elite running backs. They're in their workhorses. Yeah. That's the other thing that surprises me that they still have the legs because we know they were running them. Not as much now because I feel like Najee might be the freshest running back to come out in a while because they just threw the, they throw the ball now. This well, is what they do. Well, yes, they were. Mac was pretty good. At the same time, they don't. Because if you look at Alabama, until the end of the season, majority of the beginning of the season, they've blown out people 50 to 21, 60-something. So by the fourth quarter, the starters are not really playing that much. Mm-hmm. So they really use their elite players for bowl games and the end of the season, really. I mean, Alabama got really turned up in the beginning because they're playing who? Georgia State? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you, you taxed, bro. <laughs> you know, you're putting up 50 plus. But, um, I mean, but yeah, Alabama definitely, definitely um, produces high tier running backs. I wish they could do the same for quarterbacks, but that's neither here nor there. But um, let's go to best performance. Um, uh, there's a lot of highlights, even though the fans in the stadiums didn't get to see them, but we got to see them on ESPN Top 10. So, what's the best performance um, for the 2020 season? What you got there? Man, my best performance easily Tyreek Hill versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The first time around, of course. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll admit, I'll admit, they they had them in the Super Bowl. They was not gonna let that happen twice. But if you saw what happened the first time, you would have understood. Tyreek went for over two hundred in the first quarter, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was chucking up the deuces all day. I mean, I think he even was mic'd up that day and and told them they needed extra help or whatever the case was. Like, you know, we already know Tyreek to be be like the fastest man we've ever seen in the NFL. But, I mean, if there was ever a day to prove it, it was that day against the Bucs. He went wild on them boys, man. It was was insane. Yeah, he ended up with uh, 269 in that game. 269. And I think he had, what, like two touchdowns maybe or something? Looking, he had three, three touchdowns. So, and then I mean, you know, I always like to see it because I mean, I'm a, I'm a vertically challenged guy, <laughs> and you know, Tyreek standing at all what, five, six or something. Yeah. I mean, I like to see it, man, dominating with that at that size, man. I mean, and I mean, just straight dominating. The like, cheetah, the cheetah. I mean, as you can see, I mean, even in a Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay's defensive game plan was to stop Tyreek. They let Travis Kelsey get his. They just did not want Tyreek to go off. So it was pretty clear, man. 
Um, I'm going to have to go with the game on December 25th, which was Christmas. Saints versus Minnesota, Alvin Kamara. Ooh, yeah, good one. 22 attempts, 155 yards, but the biggest thing on the stat line, six, six touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's going to be hard to top that. Yeah, he went stupid. Yeah, um, I, I remember, I mean, obviously I was watching basketball day, that day because, you know, you watch basketball on Christmas, but I was tuning back and forth, and it was just every 30 minutes, touchdown, Alvin. <laughs> Before you look up, this man got six touchdowns, and I mean, for a running back to do that, I mean, I mean, we seen you know Pat Mahomes throw out a high clip back in the day. We even seen Brady and Peyton Manning throw out a high clip, and even Aaron Rodgers at some sort at some point. But for a running back to have six touchdowns in today's age is just incredible. And then you, and if you think of how 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 much more incredible this is, he had sixteen on the year. So he had six on one game. I mean, one game. <laughs> and then 10 to rest. So. And two in two different other games. So he, he really had a large yeah. percentage on just one game. Absolutely. Yeah, and like you said, it's not really much of a running NFL like the way it used to be. So, you know, to see somebody go for six TDs on the ground, it's like, wow. <laughs> you know, like. I mean, on the ground receiving, I mean, just six touchdowns in general. I mean, some, some teams don't score six touchdowns in the game. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. That's thirty-seven percent of your touchdown totals. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for one player and then at the running back position to do it is just yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah, I will never forget we we saw him after that. Uh, yeah, we saw after him in New that, We saw him afterwards, and the whole gang was out there. So they have you know, there's players where the players come out. My man walked out in a dicky suit. And yeah, I mean the freshest Dicky suit I ever seen, for real, for real. And he had his whole family out there, and he had his agent out there, and you know he got the grill. So before I knew it was Alvin Kamara by face, I knew it by the shining diamonds that blinded my. He had the uh, the QC QC chain that Quavo gave to him on, and then he had the full diamond VVS grill. <laughs> and he's just smiling, coming out there. And they, uh, what did he say? Um, fresh out. That's what he was yelling out. He was like, fresh out? I'm like, this is, that's money right there. But that's also a top player in this league for years, oh, yeah, years, sure. years, years to come. I mean, that's dope. him in person, when he gets off that line, as soon as you say hike, it's like, patty, pat, 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 and he's gone. So <laughs> it's like, if you don't put a hand on him, it's easy for him to break loose. And, I mean, when you watch him on TV, you see the speed. But when you see it on live, on turf, yeah, dumb legs be moving. It's different. You, gotta, you definitely got to put a hand on him. I see how he got six touchdowns. But um, the way the Saints use him is, you know, very effective. Um, I just hope, you know, hopefully, I know he's not going to be playing with Drew Brees much longer. I just hope they find another quarterback to utilize him the same way the Saints have been utilizing, utilizing him the past two years. Um, because Alvin Kamara, that's definitely somebody you want to keep the ball in his, in his hands at all times. There's one, break out big there's one thing about, um, actually between him and Derrick Henry, that's kind of the same. Um, you talk about Derrick Henry's Mr. 2K because he's been getting 2,000 yards literally since junior year in high school. He's been getting <laughs> 2,000 yards every year. That's a crazy stat, bro. But but when you think of Alvin Kamara, we got to see him here in Norcross. He's really been that guy since then. He had some issues in college, but he's really been that type of player, electric, since Norcross High School right here in Georgia. 
Yep, along with a lot of other guys out there in Norcross and Grayson. Um, but let's move on to, obviously, the most standout highlight of the year. Um, the thing that make you go, ooh. <laughs> the thing that you tag people on Instagram and send in some DMs. What's the Wait. best highlight we've seen in this NFL season this year? Derrick Henry stiff arm. Oh my god. Easy. Oh, it's just that, that it's just uh twice. He did it two times in two different games. Like, yo, y'all didn't see you know what what's um Deion Sanders used to say? Make a business decision. <laughs> like, you see Derrick Henry coming, bro. Go for the legs. What are you doing? No, but then again, go he's, for Go. <laughs> go. Somewhere else, my guy. Don't go don't go there. No. Go live to play the next down, bro. <laughs> like, if I see Derrick Henry coming running at me, all you're gonna hear is help. <laughs> help. Hell help no. defense. Oh, yeah, nah. Game tackle. <laughs> yo, I I mean, yo, I I had two, but Derrick Henry was de- definitely my first choice, um, especially the one against Buffalo. He got Josh Norman something nasty. And I always like to see... Let me tell y'all, man. For starters, I have a little personal vendetta against Josh Norman. Wait, wait, wait. What, what's going on? Talk about that. What's going on there? There, there was a time. Okay. When, when, when as, as some of you know, I'm a Giants junkie. But when we had Odell Beckham Jr. and the Carolina Panthers came to town and Josh Norman wanted to get a little uh feisty with my guy Odell, you know, ever since then, I kind of had a, a hate spot in my heart for Josh. So, you know, eventually he comes to Washington and he's playing with the Redskins. I mean, I want Odell, obviously, to kill him every chance we get um, or anybody, really. So obviously, eventually after that, Josh Norman leaves. So anytime, anytime I can see Josh Norman get embarrassed or get beat on a route or whatever the case may be, I am here for it. <laughs> so the fact that he went and made that decision to go up with Derrick Henry, I'm sorry, it it had to go down that way. <laughs> so I was I was glad to see it, man. I remember that. I I totally agree. Um, the thing about it was, this was not no just ordinary stiff arm. That's one. <laughs> I mean, you know, most stiff arms, you see the running back get under the chin or they put their hands in the face mask. He literally palmed him and threw him. This is a grown man, not a child, a grown man. And Josh, Josh Norman is not the biggest guy in the NFL. But for a corner, he's a pretty decent size, right? Yeah. So... For you to be coming and think about it, Josh Norman squared up. That's the funny thing about it. He squared up like he was going to tackle. He really thought. He yeah. thought. And Derek said He got up quick though. He said, Super Sam, get out of my way. But I remember saying, Oh, he got kids. Or if he don't got kids, oh he got family. What his mama think about this? This is not good. And it's not, <laughs> it, it wasn't good at all, man. That I mean, how do you go back like let's say your mom or your wife or whoever is in the stands. After the game, how? What do you say? How do you go back? Like, I mean, as the wife, do you say? <laughs> I'm making excuses straight up. I'm making excuses around. <laughs> nah, I hadn't. I couldn't see. I got a bad leg. I was hurt. <laughs> I'm blind and I cannot see. <laughs> I would have rather take the penalty and just like a horse collar or something. Like I, I could not go home with that one, ESPN. And really, who's gonna say like? 
oh yeah, you could have tackled him. Really? Do you want to try? Because last time I checked, this man's six two. So nah, I'm not gonna do that. Two seven one, six two, and this guy's like two sixty. What is he? Two two twenty five. He's oh two twenty five. That's light, bro. Yeah, Come on, man. He's got to be bigger than that, dude. Because LeBron is is, is pushing <laughs> two thirty five to forty. Yeah. So he's definitely up there. Yeah. Six three, two thirty eight. So between Trump. that, between that and my other choice, which was the DK Metcalf, after that interception that was thrown on that Buda Baker caught. DK Metcalf ran down another grown man who is also in the NFL as if it was me running. Like, I mean, like, it didn't make sense how DK was able to catch it. It wasn't like it was a linebacker that caught a pick. It was a a DB, you know, somebody with some speed on, you know. So for Buda Baker to be thinking he has a clear shot at the end zone, and DK comes out of nowhere and just hawks in on him. I, I don't know. That was something. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, yo, he really put on the burners for that one. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. Especially the fact that DK was in the back of the end zone and he sprinted and beat everybody down the field. That That's the thing. It's not like he was by the line of scrimmage. He was the last person. Mm-hmm. And then I think ESPN said, I mean, when he caught top speed he would end up being like 23 miles per hour or something like that no way I mean when you know you know when you have a moment in time when you immediately become a meme I mean Twitter was on fire for both the stiff arm for Derrick Henry and for DK Metcalf rundown so I mean like my my favorite one was he was you know because they call him baby Bron and all that stuff they was just saying that oh so on the basketball court dad does this and on the field this (laughs) is like so running down people is in the family (laughs) But facts, man, this is that's probably gotta be my choice as well because you you first of all, he didn't have to run him down like that. I mean he it was other guys was in angle. Some some guys would do like fuck it, pick six. Like yeah. he didn't have to. Yeah. Get I mean, back. even Russell Wilson quit. Yep. Yeah. And that's crazy. Like you would think watching the plays like, oh crap, bad play. Like he turned that a bad play into a good play. Yep. And now it became a hot now No, because they didn't play. even score no. afterwards. Mm-hmm. They didn't score and after that. If I'm not mistaken, I think that what got the game to be tight at the end um, between them and the Cardinals. So that play could have been the difference in the game right there, you know. But, I mean, that's why, you know, in sports, they always say, you know, don't give up on plays no matter what. Mm-hmm. Unreal speed, man. So let's go to more of the shocking, um, the surprising team, the surprising player of the year, the, the person or team that we did not see at the beginning of the year break out. Who do we have as a most surprising player or team? I mean, for me, I mean, like I said earlier, for me, it was Justin Hubert in, in, in L.A. Um, I didn't expect a rookie quarterback who wasn't even, I guess, according to guidelines, NFL pro ready okay. to come in and do the work that he did. Granted, their, their record wasn't amazing, but you can at least see a light at the end of the tunnel somewhat, you know, that like you saw so much positives coming from him that it was like, yeah, Justin Huber is going to be all right for a player. So, and as a team, I had to go with, I I don't know. I was kind of, I was kind of shook between either the Browns or the Colts. For some reason, I didn't expect much from the Colts. I didn't think Phillip Rivers had too much left in them, but they played much better than I thought. Of course, their defense kind of carried them pretty well as well. 
And the Browns, I don't know. I just kind of expected all the, I guess, all the mockery they kind of get. Yeah. I just thought it would kind of stick to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't think that Baker could really overcome all the criticism and all the, you know, the hoobla that they tend to get. Um, so for them to not only make the playoffs, but beat a divisional rival in, in Pittsburgh that actually has championship pedigree and in the, the playoffs. Way, the way they beat them. I mean, it was dismantling from the from down. the jump. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh, nothing was working for them. So, I I, I yeah, those were my most surprising player and, and team. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I have two, of course, because I watch more of one than the other, but... Uh, number one, the the Dolphins. I did not think that they would be able to play that well, and it's kind of the same thing like with the Browns. You just, all right, go ahead and be the Dolphins again, or all right, go ahead and be the Browns gonna Brown. Yeah, and you know, surprisingly throughout the entire season, they both kind of got better as the season went along. So, yeah. but more surprising out of the two is guys it has to be the Browns because no one saw that coming. Well. People who actually watch football like Dub saw that coming, but <laughs> I mean, I didn't see that coming, and I still, you know, I was just like, every game is like, all right, they're, they're gonna crash at some point, but uh, they really got it going. I'm interested to see what they got going on next season. I agree. I don't really have a player per se, but I got a team, and the Browns is my team also, only because as long as I've been alive, the Browns has been doo doo brown. We don't even use them on Madden. <laughs> So we definitely got watch jokes. them on TV, but for this year they have a breakout year. Um, it's definitely a spark in the football atmosphere. It's definitely a spark in Cleveland. Um, hopefully they can keep it up over this. It's not just a one year fluke. Um, maybe Baker can actually become um, more respected in the football realm. Um, obviously we know, we all know what Jarvis Landry does and um, Miles Garrett, but um, hopefully you know they can bring this young core and have them in the playoffs again. Um, they definitely had a, I mean, they didn't start off too great, but they definitely ended the season great and they made the playoffs and made some noise. So um, definitely the Browns had me very, very shocked. Most surprising player, Kendall Vildor, Chicago Bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. On the flip side, who is the most disappointing player or team that we have for this year? Hmm. I know there's a few out there. Ooh. <laughs> Does Dub have to go again? God, yeah. Well, always, always guess first. You know. I, <laughs> man, I, I had, I had a couple too. I mean, hey, the Saints, man, the Saints. Okay. The reason why I had to go with the Saints is just there's always such expectations, man. Yeah. And if if we're gonna look at it in a harsh way, you know, Drew Brees. He's obviously everybody's favorite player. You know, everybody loves Drew Brees. Drew But, you know, he just hasn't had luck on his side, you know, when it comes to being in the playoffs lately. I, I mean, really, actually, outside of his Super Bowl run. Um, it's just always something. It's either, you know, a bad call or some weirdo Hail Mary or yeah, something. And call. this past year, he just played bad. I mean, <laughs> he played bad. The Saints played bad, and it was a uh, against the Bucks, who you know they they had the Bucks numbered throughout the regular season. You know they made them actually look like light work, and you know to come into the playoffs, it I mean it worked in your favor. You were in the Superdome. I know all the fans aren't there, but you're in the Superdome. I mean, and you know you let Tampa Bay come in here, and you just I mean 
on on Drew Brees' stance. He played terrible as a whole team. Wasn't much better. So, I don't know, man. The Saints, man, they, they keep making the playoffs, but they just starting to look like that team that just looks pretty until it's time to get down and dirty. Are they? Are we going to call them the Lemon Booty New Orleans Saints? <laughs> because it's starting to look like they just can't perform when it's time. Yeah. Three years in a row. This is now a trend. It's not a surprise anymore. It's a trend. I mean, it, it, look at it this way. Sean Payton can win Coach of the Year every year. Drew Brees or Alvin Kamara can win MVP or Offensive Player of the Year. They could, and they'll still find a way to lose in playoffs or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so, weird. Mike Thomas, you know, Mike Thomas didn't even have a catch. I don't think. Well, he was injured this year, though. He played in the playoffs, <laughs> and he gets paid a lot of uh, money. A lot of money, yeah. And just to make catches, <laughs> and he did not make a catch. Bro, Tampa Bay's defense is cool and all, but they don't have shutdown corners. Like, come on, man. They just got feisty guys. Like, I don't know, man. They, they, to me, it was just New Orleans. I don't know. It's just, it could be disappointing <laughs> watching New Orleans play because they they can go 13-3 and three easily yeah. and then stink up the joint when it's showtime. So, mm-hmm. Well, um, for the same reason that you just said, I have... The Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm. Um, Mr. Juju Smith won the dance on everybody's logo. Um, they won their division this year. They had one of the better records in the AFC this year. And they stinked it up against the team that was the most shocking team I had this year, the <laughs> Cleveland Browns. And it's funny because I called it, too. I remember before I left um, to go see Drew Brees play, I said, watch. I put money on it. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to lose tonight. And... Let it behold, they lost that night. So, um, I've watched enough football to see when a team is about to collapse. Because obviously in the NFL, it is any given Sunday. And it's a new season. What you do in the regular season does not matter. Um, And, you know, Pittsburgh went into the playoffs with a um, cold streak. You know, they started off hot, but they went to the playoffs cold. And for the flip side, the Cleveland Browns went into the playoffs hot. So, for all the... Dancing and stats and records and, you know, having a great season that the Pittsburgh still did. You know, for a lot of people, that was going to be a Super Bowl team this year. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't get out the first round. So, disappointing team is definitely the Pittsburgh Steelers for me. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. 12-4 uh, and four, the prior season. You lost... One guy, <laughs> and you go seven and nine. Unfortunately, that one guy is the guy, right? So, I mean, they got exposed. Bill, his his legacy cemented. Don't get me wrong, but his legacy is definitely taking a little bit of hit um, because we now seeing that it really was. Because a lot of the times we were like, we gave. We gave props to both, but we gave props a, a little bit more to Bill Belichick. As you know, I think his mystique is gone now. He's not the QB whisperer that we thought he was. Um, now, granted, Cam Newton is no Tom Brady, but at the same time, the team is still the team. So, what happened, Brady? You know, seven and nine, and you let the Bills win. You let, excuse me. The Dolphins had a better record. What is going on here? The AFC East, I believe. Yes, sir. AF- AFC East rose up this year. I, I, I couldn't disagree more, man, to be honest. Really? How can we go in New England? Because 
to be honest, I don't, I mean, for me, the expectations weren't really that high. Honestly, seven yeah. and nine kind of shocked me. I mean, we <laughs> we knew why Tom Brady left, right? I mean, yeah, he had little problems, but what was the main problem? Yeah, no weapons. He had no weapons. You have a Cam Newton who was never an elite thrower of the football mm-hmm. coming off of major shoulder surgery. What did we expect him? Who and still with no weapons? Yeah. Well, that's, I'm glad you said that. So <laughs> we're talking about yeah, two different perspectives. You you know the game. You watch it and pay more attention to it. But a casual fan is in shock. A casual fan is like, yo, these are the Patriots. Yeah, Tom Brady went. But I know, I mean, we all know a very big uh, New England fan, right? <laughs> Best man of my wedding, right? So Schmidt was, well, you know, love you, Tom Brady, but we'll be okay. No, 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 you're not. No. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, because look at it this way. We, I mean, for most part, people consider Tom Brady the GOAT, right? If you don't have your GOAT, why are you expecting to still be as successful? Facts. Uh, Chicago that? Bulls once had this man named, um, what was his name? Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Right. He is, to most eyes, the GOAT. And the, Chicago never been the same since. Since, right? So, you know, I mean... That's just how it works. I mean, hey, we look at LeBron, who's played in Cleveland. He left Cleveland. We don't even know Cleveland has a, a, a team. You know, so, you know, you can't lose the GOAT and still expect to go 10 and 6, 12 and 4. Like, it just, it just probably not going to happen. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. Not yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, it for sure. But last but not least, breakout player, the player that exceeded expectations, rose to the occasion, and put up numbers that we probably didn't think they were going to put up this year. Who do we have, fellas, for breakout player of the year? Man, hmm. funny thing, I had a player, but then you said somebody that exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be your expectation. You know, you, I mean, not saying they're trash, but, you know, just – had a really great year that you didn't, you know, see coming. Um, you know, cause all right, so fine. So originally, I had Justin Jefferson, you know, who I mentioned, uh, who I mentioned earlier. I mean, because he came in as a rookie, and honestly, it seems like that most of their offense runs through Adam Thielen when they're throwing the ball. And you know, Justin Jefferson was out there broken breaking rookie re- records in in Minnesota as well. But um, I kind of. I mean, I don't really like to because they play in my division. But I kind of got to give some love to Alex Smith in, in Washington, man. Yeah, okay. um, good pick. You know, because, I mean, one, I mean, granted, our division is pretty trash. But somebody had to make the playoffs. So <laughs> it was them. But, you know, to obviously be the, the leader of that team, even with all the drama they had going on, even from the mascot and all this stuff with Dwayne Haskins and, you know, whatever they had going on. Alex Smith, obviously somebody who almost nearly lost his life with his leg injury. Um, and to come in and, you know, lead a team to the playoffs. I mean, hey, I, I had to give it to him, man. He he did he did exactly what you what you wanted him to do, you know, give him, give you a chance to win. Did he and get he hurt towards that. the end of the season? Alex? Yeah, yeah he did, because he did not play in the playoff game. Mm, he didn't play in the playoff game. But, you know, he, he orchestrated that, <laughs> I guess, the trip over there, I guess you could say. Facts. So I kind of I had to give some love to Alex Smith, because, I mean, his leg injury was pretty bad. If you saw if you saw the highlight, you, I mean, you were cringing. Gruesome. Yeah, 
You was cringing. What you got, Vlad? I have the man child, DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Five games over 100 yards receiving. He ended the season with 83 catches, 1,303 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so I think this is going to be a trend for the next coming years. I call him our new modern-day Calvin Johnson. Megatron, exactly. And that's why he's not a breakout player to me, though. Well, because <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I look at this man. Exceeding think, expectations. Yeah, yeah. For this year. Now, obviously, you know, we, after last year, we, you know, we know, okay, potentially he could be this, but he got started early. He to got me, quick. To me, if he was anything less, <laughs> you know, I mean, if I he was anything less, that's why I find it hard. If we go on by definition like that, I find it hard to pick, pick DK because I'm like, look at him. This, <laughs> have I, I, you, I agree, and but like the, I said, my, the like, I picked him is because some guys wait, right, and let it. Develop. He's like, no, I'm taking charge now. Like he's doing it now, so he's kind of put us on notice. Like, yo, this is what you guys can expect from me going forward. Mm-hmm. So he had a breakout year per se. So I, I guess I can intertwine the title of breakout player with breakout year. Um, but I mean, DK. I mean, good for goodness sakes, against San Fran, Mr. Josh Norman, 12 catches, 161 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, let's, well, let's not forget, this is a second. This That was his second year. So, so he yeah. has announced himself as the guy. guy. You the know, guy. he is the rising star in just his second year. It takes a lot of other guys a lot longer to, exactly. to come into. I mean, thirteen hundred yards, bro. That is that's that's exceeding expectations. Yeah. And it's funny because we always make this LeBron comparison, but LeBron was exceeding, meeting, and then exceeding expectations that's in the honest. NBA as well. So that, I would say yes. I would say DK, DK and as well. Let's be honest. That offensive line in um, Seattle wasn't that great this year, right? Russell mm-hmm. was. They never are. So, the fact that Russell didn't have a lot of time, and shout out to Russell, too, for, you know, making something, something out of nothing, but you also have to give it up to DK for getting open. Yeah. You know, that's not easy for receivers, and there's been a lot of times where plays have been broken down, especially um, we saw that in the playoffs against the Rams for that for his first touchdown when the, pro, the play got broken down, and he, he crawled out and took it 40-something yards for a touchdown. So, um, outside of D-Hop, Devontae Adams, and probably Stephon Diggs and Michael Thomas, DK is up there with top of top of league receivers. I mean, he went from nine hundred yards last year up to thirteen hundred. So you know, of course, he got more targets and everything, but definitely met and exceeded my expectations at least. So I think that's all that we have for this episode, man. We got a lot of content. First and foremost, I got to say thank you again, my guy. I appreciate you. <laughs> Dub is finally a real person and not just somebody that we talk about <laughs> on every single damn episode. <laughs> but before we go, let's look forward to the future. Uh, real quick, contenders for next year and the team you're most looking forward to next year. Yeah. Oh, easy, man. Uh, <laughs> contender for next year, man. I, I want to go with a healthy Joe Burrow and those Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> man. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. No. I oh, mean, just I'm saying, just saying, be more competitive. <laughs> you talking about Super Bowl? That's what contenders. Are. Okay, my fault. You know, there's different tiers to this. Yeah, yeah. You feel I, me? I, you know, I, yeah, I thought okay. you just meant. Like, yeah, I just thought somebody I mean, like yeah, competitive, I mean, playoff bound. To, to, I don't know. I just thought checks, that's what you I mean, meant. 
You contend for Super Bowls, no? Okay, I mean, all right, fine. That that, that changes. I, I see where you're going. The Bengals. That changes. I mean, then I won't say the Bengals at all. <laughs> then I'm gonna have to say something more like Arizona, who I felt like kind of disappointed a little bit this year. Anyway, mm, um, yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for Kyler Murray to really show me what's good. And um, no, nah, that's not gonna that happen. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. So I mean, you know, you got you got the best receiver, quote unquote. You know, so hey, it, it's showtime now in in Arizona. If that if that's the if that's the question. <laughs> If that's the question. But who I'm looking forward to, you already know, man. It's those New York football giants, man. That's the only thing I know in life, man, is my New York football giants. Uh, we, we got a lot of work to do, but, hey, we actually we went 6-10 and 10 this year. And, you know, you, we were mentioning Dan earlier. I talked to Dan early this season, and I thought we were going 2-14. So, you know, the fact that we went 6-10, and 10, I was like, well, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, so so we'll see what happens next year, man. What you got, Vlad? Um, I'm going to go with the first one is obviously the obvious. I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to be back. I just want to see how they're going to bounce back from the butt whooping in the Super Bowl. But a sleeper team to go, I'm going to give them one more chance. I want to see. If Drew Brees does come back, huh? I'm just going to give him one more chance to contend. Drew Brees. But you know what? I take that back. Because Drew Brees had a disappointment. I'm going with my bad man, Aaron Rodgers. I, I think, you know, they were one call away from potentially going. So, I, I actually am going to change my pick. I'm going with the Packers. I think I think the window of being contenders is still open for them. I think it's completely closed. Yeah, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. And the team most looking forward to is whatever team Deshaun Watson signs to. Chicago. Uh-huh. That's uh, <laughs> Deshaun, man. Just alert. This is San Francisco 49ers on the list. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> Deshaun. So whatever whatever team Deshaun Watson, Mr. College Park from Atlanta. He College Park. Yeah, he's, he's from College, College Park. Atlanta. Oh really? Yes, sir. Huh. Hey, I I know I'll take Deshaun Watson. And matter of fact, you could bring JJ with you to New yeah. York, man. Uh, <laughs> so, no, you got Daniel Jones. Live with it. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, I think Deshaun Watson is that lethal. Whatever t- he's kind of, I mean, he's not on Tom Brady level. But this thing has far as effect, immediate effect, I think he ha- he can have immediate effect on whatever team he signs to this offseason. Obviously, we'll be glued to our TV to see the breaking news, but. Whatever team, I hope it's not the Jets. Please do not ruin your career like that. Yeah. But. Yeah, facts. Um, Chicago, 49ers, Eagles. Um, <clears throat> you're Carson? All welcome. So. Oh, Carson gone by next week. <laughs> but definitely, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see where Deshaun goes. But. I'm looking forward to see uh, how Brian Flores is going to continue building with the Miami Dolphins. Franchise. He got a special thing going on, man. It's, it's nice to see them not. Dolphin it up these days, <laughs> stink up the joint. It's good to see quality players that no one knows about. It's never been a Miami Dolphins thing. We always going after the names because it's Miami. But um, I never forget seeing how joyous he was to get Raquan Davis and see what he has done with him. Um, so I know for a fact that he will be able to do that, continuing and developing players, and the fact that. The, the the finesse was in and that somehow somehow they coached the uh senior bowl this year so they finesse 
What would you say? Tampering. Hey, finesse. Finesse God. So, uh, finesse God. I don't know how he got in there, but he did. So that tells me, you know, they're on the right track. And we all, well, I don't know if we all, but I, I really do believe in the next three years, Tua will be a top signal caller. So I'm very, okay. very interested. That's a high don't but okay. mess it up. Devante Najee. Done. All right. Well, you guys heard it. That's all of our picks for this past season of the 2020-21 NFL season and also looking forward to, to the 21-22 season. Uh, we want to thank our guest again, Mr. Dub, yes, the sir. football head out of the crew for yes, us and giving us you know, some insight on his picks, also you know what he thought about the league. Um, also, don't forget, Mondays at 7 o'clock, Clubhouse. Join us on Clubhouse as we discuss um, previous episodes, also topics of what's going on around the league. Um, if you are not on Clubhouse, DM us on Instagram to get an invite. Again, DM us on Instagram at sports underscore cash underscore to get an invite and join in on the conversation. Um, again, thank you again, Doug. Um, hopefully we can bring you again when football season comes back around. Um, <laughs> but um, we definitely you know love to have guests here. And again, don't forget, guys, leave your comments of what you would like to hear on this episodes or what's your idea of previous episodes and we'll definitely shout you out on social media thanks for tuning in remember to keep the notification bell turned on and we'll see you next time all right cash crew until next time see you we out (laughs) this episode is brought to you in part by sneaker broker do you have a favorite sneaker that you've been waiting on but it's sold out everywhere including online Shop with Sneaker Broker, a premium sneaker dealer based in Atlanta. They'll take care of you and try to find you whatever you need. Find out more by visiting their Instagram at SNKR underscore broker. That is at SNKR underscore broker to find out more. What's up, Cash Crew? This is KD. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to find us on social media at sports underscore cash underscore. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at sports cash podcast. And don't forget to hit that notification bell.